What a night for Kansas basketball. The Jayhawks trailed West Virginia for much of the game's first 35 minutes in a battle of ranked teams on Wednesday night, and then Kansas took off. The Jayhawks, who once trailed by nine in the second half, held the Mountaineers without a point over the final five minutes and won a huge Big 12 game. KU beat writer Jesse Newell was in Morgantown covering the event for the Star along with Gary Bedore, and we caught up with Jesse at the airport before his return to Kansas City for Sports Beat KC, the Star's daily sports podcast presented by Big O Tires. It's Thursday, February 13th. Mostly, we hit on the great games by Marcus Garrett defensively and Isaiah Moss on the offensive end. Everyone stepped up late in the game, but those two were particularly good. Before we get to Jesse, though, let's hear the first comment from Bill Self after the game. This was from his post-game conversation with analyst Greg Gurley of the KU Radio Network. After Self, we'll pick up the conversation with Jesse Newell. I, it's, it's probably about as good a road win as we've had since I've been here, to be honest with you. Not because we played great, because we grind and, you know, Dot hadn't practiced since Saturday because he tweaked his knee. So, so I mean, he hadn't done anything, and, and uh, we didn't tell anybody. And, and uh, Marcus is, is still nicked up. And, and uh, you know, not to get anything out of Doak the first half, uh, uh, um, and, and then get physically whipped, but only be down six. And, you know, Norm, who did the scout, did a great job just telling the guys it's a long game and they'll, they'll, they'll let you hang around and then you got to take advantage of it when you hang around. And I thought the second half we played well. I, th- I thought we, we shot good shots. I thought we got the ball in transition. We just didn't make any of them. And, and, uh, but then Isaiah got on a roll and made a couple of huge ones and, and, uh, Dot made a big one from out top. And, and, uh, and then of course, uh, we didn't make free throws great, but we made enough down the stretch. But, but, uh, you know, Ochai plays 38-39. Dot, Dot toughs it out, and we can't win the game without him. Doak was bad the first half, great the second half. You know, uh, Christian gave us some good minutes. You know, we didn't we didn't play hardly anybody second half. Isaiah was fabulous. Isaiah was fabulous. And and, and but Marcus Garrett, God, I, he can guard anybody. He, he he was he was the best player in the game, and didn't score. I mean, much. I mean, he he was he was unbelievable tonight. Hey Jesse, how you doing? Good, good, Blair. How about yourself? Doing fine. Doing fine. You know, I listened to Bill Self's post-game uh, press conference with Greg Gurley before he comes in and talks to you and Gary and other members of the media. And right out of the gate, Bill called the the win over West Virginia. He called it the uh, the best uh, road win that he's had at Kansas. I think he was caught up in the moment, but it was. Uh, it, it was a real gritty, gutted-out win for the Jayhawks who trailed by most of the th- first 35 minutes of the game and then turned it on um, it, it the, um, in, in the end. It was really, really impressive to see what Kansas did over the last five minutes. And it, it, and it didn't happen. It happened a little bit because of the offense, uh, you know, with, with Moss's uh, shooting and his uh, getting to the free throw line. But it really, really was inspired by the defensive play of, of everybody, but especially Marcus Garrett. Yeah, and he's the one I wrote about. Mm-hmm. It, I, I kind of wrote about this. It's, it's so difficult for guards in basketball to have this type of an impact. You know, it's, usually you're guarding somebody and you're switched on them, and uh, it's really difficult to get steals. So typically the big men are the ones who win the awards because, hey, it's just your position. You know, it's kind of like in – in football, if you're the quarterback, you touch the ball in your possession. 
So, hey, you're going to be MVP because if you are a good player, your team is probably going to be good. We just saw that with the Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So for Marcus Garrett, over a seven-second stretch to have four steals. I mean, we're talking about um, – I looked back in 2010. There's only been ten instances where a KU player has had ten steals or five steals in a game. Marcus Garrett had four steals in a seven-possession stretch. So, yeah, remarkable defense from him, remarkable defense from KU. I think they um, – didn't allow a point in the final five minutes or so, or maybe one point in the final five minutes. And uh, back-to-back road games, KU has allowed 46 points to CCU and 49 points to West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there are some concerns about KU's offense. I know it goes up and down. But when you're playing defense like that, you have a really, really good basketball team. 19 points in the second half for West Virginia. And, uh, and I, look, I thought the Mountaineers were kind of getting, getting what they wanted in, in the first half when they built the six point lead, um, to Shibway, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. You know, 12 points at half. Tommy had the big first half against KU in, in Lawrence, but again, uh, you know, wasn't able to generate much at all in, in the second half. And, and this was happening while, uh, you know, Yudoka Azubuki was in, you know, foul trouble in the first half. He sat because he picked, you know, he came, he came to the bench after picking up his first and his second fouls and, uh, and I just thought, boy, West Virginia, once again, West Virginia getting out to a big, you know, a, a substantial lead. It got up to nine in the second half. And, but Kansas has been in this place before, trailing West Virginia and the Mountaineers unable to, to finish the game. I, I think that this game is, has to be told from the Kansas perspective, but, um, but West Virginia has to just, you know, no, no, lead is safe for the Mountaineers when they, when they play KU. I can remember a game in Morgantown a couple of years ago where the, can't, the Jayhawks shot their way back into the game, and of course the famous comeback in Allen Fieldhouse when, when West Virginia was up 14 with about with less than three minutes to play. It just must be incredibly frustrating for, for Bob Huggins to see his team blow big leads to Kansas. Yeah, and I think this is partly a product of the team that he has. And listen, West Virginia is really good. Uh, Ken Pompel, I think, eighth or ninth nationally um they're the second best defense in the nation if you want to count kansas as the, the best just based off of um the, the numbers that are out there the efficiency numbers but uh, for west virginia they don't have a guy who like a devon dawson for kansas or even like you don't know, if you get him in the right spot like their offense is really predicated on getting some sort of ugly shot up at the rim and rebounding it and putting that in and then getting fouled when they get that offensive rebound and so down the stretch, when KU really started rebounding and Yudoka Azubuki really started to assert himself on the defensive glass and also as a rim protector, West Virginia sort of didn't have any options left. You know, they don't have a, a guy that can break you down off the dribble. They don't have a three-point shooter that you can go to that you feel really good about those shots going in. And Honestly, I think West Virginia early in the second half kind of shot a little bit over its head. They made a couple mid-range jumpers to, to stem a KU run. So we're talking about 19 second-half points for West Virginia, and, and I could even say, man, they probably made a couple shots in there that they don't normally make. So uh, I think it kind of goes back to it, it depends on your perspective. For West Virginia, there are definitely some offensive problems that you look at for, for them just saying, hey, if they don't get some sort of ugly shot off the glass and don't get the offensive rebound, what do you turn to? And the answer on Wednesday night was nothing. But for Kansas, it's also uh, the fact that, hey, when you have switchable guards on the perimeter, when you have a rim protector in Joe Gazzabuski, and when you have them focused in on rebounding and toughing it out like you did on Wednesday night, then you have a very dominant defensive basketball team. And like you said, Blair, it took a half in both games for Kansas to sort of come into that. But both second half, they played lights out and really overwhelmed 
West Virginia with their defense. How about the Isaiah Moss game? Really kind of quiet until until that stretch in the second half. But when when they needed some offense beyond you know Dodson or or Ochai you know driving or or look uh, Azubuki was not having one of his better offensive games. Isaiah Moss became the player that I think uh, you know and he's shown it before, but really was the player. Kansas envisioned when they when when they when they brought him in the transfer from from Iowa with you know able to fill it up. I thought that corner the corner three that gave Kansas the lead was a terrific play with Doak setting the screen and sort of the fade screen and um, and, and and just you know he was the right guy at the free throw line as well. Talk about Moss's game a little bit. Well, yeah, I think the most important thing that happened on that play. Was Bill Self called from the bench? Okay, he was tied. I think it was 49, 49 at the time, or not 49. I mean, 46, 46 at the time, something like that, with five minutes to go. The most important thing is Bill Self called the play. I mean, look at this Kansas team. They have not been able to make threes consistently, and West Virginia was daring to do that. I mean, West Virginia went under every single ball screen last night, and for those who, uh, you know, don't understand what that means, it basically means when Devon Dawson's coming around to pick and roll. That guy's just dropping in the lane and leaving him wide open up top. So, I mean, West Virginia, KU could have come down every single possession if it wanted to and shoot a wide open, and shot a wide open three. And West Virginia would have been fine with that. And so, for Kansas, I even tweeted this in the second half. I said, somebody has to have the courage to step up and take a wide open three. And the reason I made Isaiah Moss the Hawk Rock in this game in the quick count before the game this is just because – I think he has the most confidence to do that. I think he's the guy that cares least about if he's made the last shot or not. And as you mentioned, the one in the corner that he made and the, the call the Bill Self made for him, mm-hmm. he was off the house a little bit. He was kind of fading to the side, and he just drained it. And if KU gets those sorts of shots, it's crazy. It, it felt like KU was on fire from three. I mean, I almost wrote a story about how if KU makes threes like this, they might be unbeatable. And KU made four threes. They went four for 14. And so even just a little bit of offense, even just a little bit of a perimeter threat, Makes it so much easier on Javon Dawson and Nico Gazabuki and the rest of KU's uh, offense. And again, they don't need much help with the defense that they're playing. But that's the sort of thing that can really turn this KU team up to another level and potentially make them the favorites for the national championship. Is if they get any sort of outside production from guys like Isaiah Mosh, Christian Brown, and potentially a guy like Ochai Abaji. How about Dawson? You know, he he had the big three right uh, top from the top. And, uh, you know, got to the basket, ended up leading him with 15 points. I thought he, you know, and, and he, I thought he had a great assist on another, I believe it was a Moss three in the second half where he drove, stopped and, and got the pass off to the wing in midair, um, and, and was able to basically control his body and not run into a West, the West Virginia defender, um, to, to get the, to, to get the ball to Moss who not, who knocked down the three. I can't, I've got the play-by-play here somewhere. I can't remember exactly where it was, but anyway, I, I thought Dotson ended up playing a, a really nice game, uh, and and uh, look certainly solidified his his case as one of the best players in the Big Twelve. Yeah, it's so crazy about Devon. I, you know, you didn't even mention, and you texted me this after the game with uh, the post-game radio that Devon got hurt against TCU. He hurt his right knee, and so we saw him getting training for it before the game. weren't really sure if that was his hip or his knee. Now we know it was his knee, and Bill Self said that he didn't practice during the week. So for him to not have any preparation, basically, uh, on-court preparation and play 38 minutes for Kansas and gut it out in a, in a win that they obviously really needed for the Big 12 race, I mean, it, it, it's as interesting to me because I feel like Devon Dotson, every single game, 
is not ever below a C level. Like he's just always he's a C, a B, or an A. He's never an F. And and other guys around him sometimes have their F games, and other guys around him sometimes have their A games. But Devon just seems to be that steadying force that every single game he's going to deliver this nice baseline, and and potentially on a certain night can go and get out and get you a bunch of bat- baskets as well, like he did against TCU, which is his quick first step and ability to get to the lane. So yeah, I think Devon. Really good game for him. And, again, I don't think we can understate his toughness with this. He didn't make excuses afterwards. He didn't say he was affected by it. But I'm telling you, that ice wrap that was on his knee was about as big as you could make it. And for him to play 38 minutes and he's in practice the week before, I think it just shows some toughness in there. He's not a guy that's going to really call it out. And um, he's not a guy that is going to um, rah-rah this thing or, or make it known that he's out there playing injured. But I think he's out there playing injured a lot of the time. And he just continues to engage KU like a great level of play game in and game out. It's been a big reason for this big win streak. And they've got, uh, starting Saturday, two games in 48 hours with, uh, or, or in, in three days, two games in three days with Oklahoma at 11 a.m. on Saturday, Iowa State coming in on Monday night. All right, Justin, let's take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, a couple other topics I wanted to hit you up. Our biggest tire sale of the year happening now at Big O Tires. Buy two tires, get two free on select tires in stock. That's two tires free when you buy an alignment and tire protection package. That's 50% off tires at Big O Tires. It's going on now, but it all ends soon. Buy two tires, get two free at all participating Big O Tires. Installation additional plus shop fee of up to 10% of non-discounted retail price, not to exceed $35. Hurry, sale ends Monday, President's Day. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners. Unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash SportsBeatKC offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. And we're back from the break. Hey, Jesse Newell is with us. Jesse, working his way back from from West Virginia where he saw the Jayhawks defeat the uh, the Mountaineers, fifty-eight forty-nine on on Wednesday night. Jesse, it was I found it uh, interesting. Kansas announced earlier this week uh, of another Jersey retirement coming up on Monday night. We mentioned Iowa State's coming into town for for Big Monday. Marcus Morris going to have his uh, his, his uh, jersey hung from the rafters or be recognized. It's not a jersey hanging; it's just a, a name on a on a banner hung from the rafters at Allen Fieldhouse. And what was what did you you gauge the reaction to this? What uh, what was the reaction to have for Marcus Morris? He wasn't the first team All America, and I've heard some people say that should be the criteria. But uh, what, what was your take on Marcus Morris? Uh, the announcement of Marcus Morris having his jersey retired. Yeah, I think a lot more people were more surprised than than what I expected, and I think that's probably just the divide with uh, me being around kind of the discussions that take place about this and, and being around the program, kind of hearing that side of, of maybe what it gets considered and then fans who maybe want to reserve that spot for the, the best of the best of the best. And for Kansas, it's sort of difficult because um, 
maybe you don't remember Marcus Morris that fondly, and it was only, you know, nine or ten years ago, but um, Kay's been such, on such a really good stretch here lately that um, every season they have good players. You know, they have elite players. They have players that win Big 12 Player of the Year, and so um, do you just not honor them because the bar is so high, or do you go ahead and honor them because they were good in their own right and good in their own season? So, um, yeah, you know, we, we talk so much, and I, I hear this conversation about what is the criteria to get up there? What what does it take to get up there? Those sorts of things. And uh, Blair, I just want to be honest with you. I, I think the criteria now is there is no criteria. I think the criteria now is Bill Self is the, the gatekeeper, and he's going to do what's best for what he believes is recruiting and the Kansas basketball program. So I think where he starts with is that Big 12 Player of the Year gets you in the Raptors. So Marcus Morris is going to be up there. Monte Graham is going to be up there. Mason's going to be up there, and at a certain level, you sort of understand that. I mean, if you were the best player in the league at certain season, um, that that that's a good accomplishment. That's that's something to uh, to be uh, you know recognized that sort of thing. But I think the really interesting cases. I was surprised that Marcus Morris got this much discussion, but the really interesting cases would be down the line with Andrew Wiggins and then Joel Embiid because I think I don't see a scenario out there where Joel Embiid is in the basketball Hall of Fame, but not does not have his jersey retired at Kansas. I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. Now, Joel Embiid, whatever, played, you know, 19 games for Kansas, 20 games for Kansas, had the back injury, only played the freshman season. I get all that. But, again, if you're trying to lure in recruits, if you're trying to put in the best names up there, the recognizable names, the names that, that people will know and remember and say, hey, that guy played at Kansas, then you have to include Wiggins and you have to include Embiid. And so I think it goes back to sort of the criteria thing, which is if there was standard criteria, I don't think there's any way that those guys would make it. But because there's not, and because, again, I think Bill Self has sort of been entrusted with this process, it's going to leave this in the future, at least as long as he's the head coach, to him deciding kind of what is going to be the criteria and, and who should be up there based off of the interest of the program. And like I said, that means Marcus Morris, because he was Big 12 Player of the Year. It potentially could mean some NBA players that are really good, like Andrew Wiggins and Joel Embiid, even if they're playing games at Kansas, might not warrant it. Well, boy, a lot there. Um, you're you're absolutely right that this is a responsibility that the head coach should have. You know, the majority, if not all, of the the final say in something like this, especially if it's a long tenured coach who um, you know who knows better than anyone what the contribution to that player was. Um, you know, we look at the sort of the cold hard facts of someone like Marcus Morris who was. Uh, the, the 2011 Big 12 player of the year, um, was not a first team consensus All-America. I think he was second team consensus All-America. Team did not get to a final four. Uh, but, uh, but Bill Self, only Bill Self knows that, uh, you know, just how a player like Marcus Morris contributed to the program outside of some of the numbers and, and honors. And, uh, and, and if it's, if he's a worthy recipient, I think to Bill Self, then, then, uh, then, then, yes, that, that, that's the final word. The recruiting aspect to me is fascinating because that, that, that's never been, and I shouldn't say never, but th- that's been an, an evolved criteria over the years. You didn't think about that, um, you know, maybe 20 years ago when you're trying to decide who, who should be honored that way. And, but, but I, I, I totally get why it's significant now. And that would explain players, uh, the consideration of players like Andrew Wiggins and, and, and Joel Embiid, and there'll be others, there'll be others, uh, like that, um, come, you know, coming through the Kansas program. 
Um, it's a big deal. Look, it's, mm-hmm. when, when Kansas when Kansas honors a, a player like this, it's it's a great night. It's a big deal. It does not happen every year at KU. It seems to, on an average, happen about every other or every third every third year, if I'm not mistaken. And um, and and, uh, and and for Kansas, it often happens during the NBA All Star Week when a player can, you know, pro player can get back to to Lawrence, and if he didn't make the All Star game, to to have his jersey honored. So. Um, look, it'll be he'll, he'll, Marcus Morris will get a, a great, arousing ovation in, in Allen Fieldhouse, and, um, and 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 if you know whether or not he you know a fan thinks he deserves it, Bill Self thinks he does, and that's why it's happening. So, uh, congratulations to Marcus Morris. Yeah, I think you hit on it, and I mean we can all disagree with the criteria. I don't think there's anything wrong with fans saying this guy should be in or shouldn't be in. I, I just think the reality of the matter is that Bill Self sees it as if you're a Big 12 player of the year, you're in. And then he also kind of has this other sort of big picture thought, which is what is the best thing for the program? And like I said, if Joel Embiid makes the Hall of Fame, the Basketball Hall of Fame, I just don't think <laughs> right. a scenario where they, they keep him out of the Raptors that I don't feel now because KU wants to be associated with someone great like that. Well, now that you've mentioned that, I'm going to have to look up. Kansas has a lot of uh, players in the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame. I'm going to have to look up now and see if uh, if there is someone who falls. And I don't think there I don't think there is, but uh, I'll have to look it up. So um, you've got me. You, you've now given me a task for the afternoon. <laughs> and and Jesse, your task for the afternoon is to return to uh, Kansas City and then Lawrence safely and brave the cold weather that we have here in Kansas City. And uh, we will see you. Uh, we'll see you soon, and we'll have a lot to talk about next week when Kansas prepares to play at Waco a week from Saturday. Um, that'll, uh, I think, the victory at Morgantown keeps alive. K certainly does keep alive KU's chances and hopes of uh, of getting, um, you know, of, of getting a share, at least a share, if not outright, the Big Twelve championship. And it does seem to have evolved into a, a two-team race at this point. I think so. It should be a fun uh, a fun finish down the stretch. And like you said, that game in Waco, that'll go a long way. That'll be a fun one. And uh, I'm just glad that it's not on ESPN. <laughs> That's right. All right, Jesse, safe travels. Hey, thanks, Blair. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. Th- thanks a lot, buddy. All right. Yep, no problem. That'll do it for today. Thanks to producers Derek Donovan and Randy Mason for putting together today's show. Links to the stories about KU are in the show notes, and all of our college coverage can be found on KansasCity.com. Sports KC will be back on Friday. Hope you'll join us.